And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> I liked him so much we're going to do it twice. Josh Noe, back in studio today. You know, we, we, we talked last about college, about going to college for creative writing, and this week we're going to talk about art, in theory, like the way college approaches the idea of art. Not just the way college is, but the way some professionals do. And art is so broad that it's pretty pointless to do it, but we're going to do it anyway because it's going to be fun and interesting. And it's, going to, it's going to spark topics. This is going to be a good discussion topic about what art is, what makes art 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 so you know we're gonna answer that question today why not we have nothing better to do you have nothing better to do with your time if you had something better to do with your time you'd be doing it unless you're using this as a procrastination tool you wouldn't do that though would you you wouldn't use this podcast as a tool of the evil one known as procrastination you wouldn't do that heck i certainly am not using making this podcast as a way to procrastinate. That's not the reason I started this at all. Anyway, Josh Noah, everybody. Second week. Let's go. So let me introduce myself. Do you know who I am? The average human male is about 60% water. As far as we're concerned, that's a little extravagant. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope. Couldn't keep a straight face. I did calc, okay? That that hurt my brain. Why did you There do was just calc? a point where I gave up because I could not cope with it. It just didn't make sense. And this is before I went to college. What motivates you to do that? That wasn't my choice. <laughs> it was it meant that I had gone past the point where my mother could teach me. And then I went past Trig, and I still had senior years who so were like, okay, we'll go to JUCO and do calc. And I was like, what the heck? It's the next thing. That's... <sighs> sounds really terrible. That was the point I knew I didn't want to be an engineer, because... Oh, wow. Optimization just didn't click for me. No, nope, nope, nope. In no, fact, no. really that first semester of calc, I only got a decent grade because of uh, one of the guys who's in my class. His name was Ahmed. He was a whiz. And he helped me out a lot. Um, That's good. Yep. Yeah, I hate like accounting and stats, but I, I did really well in those classes. Um, it's not like I hate math and I don't understand it. It's just there's a point where I, I start to have trouble. Yeah. That's and calc and calc two really was the point where we were getting into more theoretical 
mathematics. Like the first part of Calc, I, I was understanding with integrals and yeah. what are those called? Opposite of integrals. Don't ask me. It's a D. It's not a divergent. It's not a deviant. Derivative. There we go. You know, let's stop talking about math and talk about art. Something that maybe I can enjoy with you a little okay. bit better. Okay, are we going to do a uh, an intro to that? This is our intro to that. Oh. Say hi to the people again, a Josh. Dumb intro. Maybe <laughs> wants to hear about math in the intro. No, go back. Go back. No, we change back. Change back. Do it again. No, no, no. Takes you backsies. It's already recorded. We're done. We're here. Well, hello, everybody. I'm the most interesting man in the world, and today we are going to talk about art theory. They thought you were the most interesting man in the world until you started talking about derivatives. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was trying to save face. <laughs> <laughs> did, I did. deepening my voice and pretending like I know what I'm talking about. Welcome back. For anybody out there who just listened to that and has had to deal with that kind of math, I'm so sorry. If you understood it, holding back nasty words. Hold back all the nasty words. You're smart. Words. You're really smart, okay? Basically, welcome Not back. Not that I'm the standard of smart in this world, so... Apparently you are. Welcome back to the Very what Serious Writing Show. This is... I, I haven't had a, a two-parter in a long while, so... Feel Wait, f- this is a two-parter? I thought this was just... Well, you know, we just, last week we had an episode, this week we have an episode. Yeah, I mean, you've had other people on several times. I wouldn't say that yeah, was a two-parter. back-to-back. Well, maybe you just need to meet some more people. <laughs> Evidently. Evidently, I need to throw more things in here, but I got things to do, so it's just you. Uh, Are you having a good day? Um, it was alright. I, I went and voted today. For who? Uh, Republicans. Okay. Me. That's all my listenership needs to know. <laughs> That's <it>. Well, <laughs> so much for being the most interesting man in the world, I... An interesting man in the world and a, a conservative. A conservative. But that does not mean that I do not drink. I am 21 and I've had good alcohol well you know you're you're the second guest in in a short period of time who's mentioned drinking and this is i i just i don't see how it's relevant (laughs) yeah coolness factor i'm whatever it's in the trash can at the top of the screen it's going to be recycled once the computer shuts down let's move on okay so last episode we talked just a teeny tiny bit about uh, the nature of art, as you've been taught at the Bellhaven University. Ah. Yeah. Very teeny tiny, and I even today, the few things that we'll talk about, barely really scratching the surface just because... It's a big question, and no one has is, real answers. It, it's a big question, and... What is art? It's really hard to say what exactly it is. I don't know if I've said this before, but... You know it's really hard when you go to your respected teachers, the people who are teaching you about art theory, and you ask them for their definition of art, and they decline to reply because they say, that's such a difficult question, that their response is really not worth that much. Plus, there's already been all these other people who have talked about what it is already so what if they got to add 
Well, because we are amazing, we are going to answer the question today with definite answers, and you will be able to walk away from this episode understanding exactly what art is. Pressure on, no. Josh. Yes. Yes. Yes, Josh, I made a promise, and I always keep my promises on this show. <laughs> so, so well, let's talk about some of the methods. Forgetting to regret this. <laughs> you, you, you should. Um... So I mean, we art art obviously when we when we're referring to art in this context, we're not referring to the how how art's generally defined like in terms of like paintings and stuff. This is this is art in the broad that's, I mean, definition. That's visual art as has been defined. The said. art that you would see in art museums. Right. I mean, it's called art. That's true. But it's it's the visual medium. <laughs> You're not it's wrong. The lines, it's the colors. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's the pictures, it's kind of stuff that people, when they carve out of marble or take oil to canvas. That's true. Um, That's not wrong. So, today, as far as talking about the nature of art, a couple things. Yeah. First of all, there's a really good book, if you're interested in this topic, that I highly suggest you get. It is an anthology, it's called The Nature of Art, an Anthology compiled by Thomas E. Wartenberg. Wartenberg! Wartenberg, yes. So what it is, is basically it's a collection of um, snippets from famous authors who have written on the subject of art theory. Mm. I mean, these are people from, like, Plato to Hayek, um, Plato to Aristotle, um, Nietzsche, John Dewey, Tolstoy, a whole bunch of people you probably never heard of before, but they have some interesting things to say. Come on, man, who doesn't know who Tolstoy is? Um, I was talking about other people like Clive Bell or Nelson Goodman or Clive, Kendall Clive's, Bolton. Clive's a great friend of mine. Clive's fantastic. A Adrian Piper. Of course, Adrian, Caroline yeah. Osman. Yeah, people... So, a lot of interesting people, and it's just... I think it's a great book because it kind of condenses a lot of people's views on art theory just right there in your hand. So The Nature of Art by Thomas E. Wartenberg. I'd suggest the second edition. That's the one that I have. That's boring. It's really good. Okay. I think further editions may take some stuff out. Can't confirm that, but second edition, good choice. Okay. So, so I suppose what I want to talk about yeah. a little bit... Daniel is not telling the truth when he says that we're going to answer what art is today. Yes, what I am. we're going to do, what I'd like to do, is just give a few principles, four really, to be specific, to kind of give people a good idea of where to start and want to think about when approaching the question of art, what is art. What should you consider to be art? So, or, so will these will these principles allow people to form their own view on what art is? Potentially, yeah. I'll, I'll try and keep it as well. It sounds then, Josh, like we are answering what what art is. We're giving them the tools to answer this question for themselves. So I did not fib. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Hit us with the four principles, and then, like, can we talk... Can, can we do that? Can we list them out and then, like, talk about each one? Sure. Cool. Because you, you say it, and they all, they kind of all tie in together, but they are different aspects. So, four principles 
when thinking about art, art has to do, number one, art has to do with time and work. Number two, art has to do more with emotions than it does with thinking. Kind of. We'll talk about that more. Number three... Darn it, I'm forgetting them. What was number three? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's such a big question my brain's having. Taking a little while to load. Um, number three... Okay, here's one. Art has to do... Oh, yes, okay, I remember now. So, number three... Art has to do with truth. And then number four, art has to do with things that are real. Okay. And now we'll discuss them, but not in that order. And real is a is a an interesting word. Uh, hey, that's that's a good place to start. So yeah. let's start right there. So art has to do with real things. Yes. So when I say that, what I'm talking about is that the nature of things that are artistic have to do with things that are often concrete. They have to be. So, like, I, I have a book in my hand. So, art is about. can be about books and the paper that's inside a book. Um, art can be about. you go outside and there's grass. So, it could be about grass. Art is about. Um, the sun art is about uh the oklahoma city thunder no real things (laughs) well okay how does that relate to the imaginary then well consider this everything that's in your imagination is coming from a reference point to something that's real okay we can't come up with things that don't already exist in our world we're always running off of something that's already here we're taking the building blocks essentially of the world that's around us and we're making something out of them well riddle me this then batman um if if all the imaginary things are built out of those real building blocks and that makes sense to me it really does um doesn't that make just about anything we can throw on the page real? Because you, you said that another point was that it has to be true. So this is different from being true. Okay, that that that's 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 a they do tie in together, but that's a bit more of a tough one to talk about. Because obviously, when we're taught to begin with, things that are real are the things that obviously we can see. I mean, the things that we can interact with, the things that we can smell, or taste, or touch. Okay. You're writing a story, people are trying to give those details in there to kind of help immerse you in the world, in real things, so you can believe that you're there. Mm -hmm. Alien creatures, if you really look at them, you'll begin to see pieces that they've taken from other creatures, or from humans, to create what they've made. And real when things, you, real things have a smell. Real things have a texture to them. And right. remembering to put in those details makes something more real. That makes sense. Right. But and even even abstract pieces that you might see in an art museum or in an art gallery, 
they're usually speaking about some they're speak not usually they're speaking about something that's real and true they're using images usually of things that say if you're looking at a collage of pictures that somebody's put up and they have them kind of intersecting with one another it looks kind of weird but in a way they're trying to tell you something by using things that are real now i'm confused so if you look at somebody who's carved out a face in marble they've used the marble to make a face which is a real thing that we see i'm confused though like give me an example of something that is not real with with these terminologies well that well that's when we start to get into the question of art has to do with things that are true that's okay. why i make the distinction between real and true because i mean true things are real too but they're harder to define because there needs to be you ask somebody what is true that's a huge question mm-hmm and people have many, many, many different opinions about what is true. Yeah. Uh, some people say that uh, Islam is true. Mm-hmm. They, they believe in Allah, they believe in the Quran, they believe in Muhammad, and then that ends up shaping their worldview. So really what we're getting into is what somebody believes to be true, the way that they see the world. And truth... And that begins to touch on things about what is true about the world, about the things that we interact with. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that there's no truth and that everything is absolutely chaotic. And that'll come out in their art, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do because at the end of the day, the thing that they're trying to say is that there is no truth except the truth that everything is chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the only rule that exists is that there is, there is nothing true. Right. That's the only, that's the only truth there is. And it's... It, it's Which, a bit paradoxical of a, of a mindset. It, it, it becomes paradoxical. And then there's some people, myself for instance, who believe in God and that God is the one who's created this world and that he is, that there is absolute truth which is found in him, found in his word. So that's the way it kind of shapes my view, my worldview, and then that also shapes the view of things that I see as artistic. Now... So still, art art would have to be subjective in this instance, because let's say let's just say for example, I'm not saying that I believe this, I don't, but let's say that out of all the religions and worldviews, Islam is the one that's true. Mm-hmm. Would that make all the other art from the different points of view not art anymore because it's it's therefore not true? Well, the funny thing about oh boy, <laughs> hurting my brain a little bit, but the funny thing about people with a view is that oftentimes they will come to a piece of art that maybe the author had spun one way mm-hmm. or had done one way and they may be able to pick out things that are true for them but uh, that's it seems like these again these that's rules... tricky and so, and a lot of stuff and kind of an idea that gets fleshed out a little bit in the nature of art talking about things that are subjective versus things that are objective and are there actually is there actually objective art or is it subjective and some people think it's subjective some people think there's an objective nature to it as well well i mean and you begin to see why the question of art is so difficult to answer yeah because based on the rules you've given me thus far it seems to me that these rules have more to do with the relationship between the art and that person who's consuming the art rather than the art and the person creating the art because I mean, someone, someone who's of, let's say, let's go back to the Islamic uh, 
thing. If if you have a piece of art that is true in the Islamic worldview, it could be considered artistic by that person. But also at the same time, like I find the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to be a very artistic book. I love that book, but it's absolutely nihilistic, um, and I don't agree with with the truth that it, the book itself forms. There's there's a lot of stuff in it that I think is true, but I don't agree with its truth. So I mean, it's really this is becoming jumbled very quickly. Yeah, I know, but that's why I'd really say that particular question about what is true is the most fundamentally important and the most difficult mm -hmm. to answer because it's so core to the idea of what art is. With Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, for me, the way I, I would see that then is since you know I believe in God, I believe that he's created this world there is objective truth from the Bible. Some of the things that you would be seeing in the art are going to be true to what we know to be true through God, through Christ, through the Holy Spirit. So, but sometimes you do have to pick out the nuggets of what is true because honestly we do live in this world and whether we mean to or not, coming from my perspective, and realize there may be other people who disagree with this, but coming from my perspective, we live in this world and we can't but help to put in things that are true because this is the way that God has made the world mm -hmm. and you can't escape it. No. So in those times that you'll see things that potentially you don't believe the ultimate answer that they have that's very nihilistic, there are still things that are true within what they created, so there is still something artistic about the work. Okay. So, I mean, a piece of art may not be completely and entirely artistic in a sense, but it can have artistic things in it. Okay. It, it doesn't have to be it's artistic or it's not artistic. It can be somewhere in between. I know that's just muddying the water even further, but this is what happens when you start to ask questions about what is art. Mm -hmm. But the question of what is true is very crucial. Very, very crucial and probably the most difficult one to answer and then flesh out. But it's, it's a very, I'd say, the most important place to start when you're talking about art. I going back to kind of the I two things jumping really quick back to things that we can you know touch touch taste smell see hear um just wanted to read something really quickly from the book that I have right here okay from John Dewey some people that might turn you off immediately because <laughs> of public schools but he actually has some really great things to say about art so um I'll I'll read through this. There we go. So, this is he's talking about kind of the nature of art here. Mm -hmm. um, he says, in order to understand that the aesthetic, to understand the aesthetic in its ultimate and approved forms, one must begin with it in the raw. Art in the raw, in events and scenes that hold the attentive eye and the ear of man, arousing his interest, affording him enjoyment as he looks and listens. The sights that hold the crowd, the fire engine rushing by, the machines excavating enormous holes in the earth, the human fly climbing the steeple side, the man perched high in the air on girders, throwing and catching red-hot bolts. The source of art in human experience will be learned by him who sees how this tense grace of the ball player 
infects the onlooking crowd, who notes the delight of the housewife intending her plants, and the intent interests of her good men in tending the patch of green in front of the house. The zest of the specter in poking the wood-burning coals on the hearth, and in watching the darting flames and crumbling coals. These people, if questioned as to the reason to their, for their actions, would doubtless return reasonable answers. The man who poked, who poked the sticks of burning wood would say that he did it to make the fire burn better. But he is nonetheless fascinated by the colorful drama of change enacted before his eyes and imaginatively partakes in it. He does not remain a cold spectator. Another thing I, I would say, then, just to kind of add to that, and also speaking about things that are true, is art is also talking about, not only is it talking about the real things, but it's also talking about kind of what's deeper, the deeper meaning, the deeperness of the things that we have. One of the things that a professor of mine, Howard Barr, likes to say when we come to writing artistically or artfully is he'll say, I mean, start with the concrete things like a concrete slab, you know, a cinder block. But then you have to look at it and you have to look deeper into what that concrete cinder block means. Like, is it holding up a foundation? Is it, um, is it part of some large structure? Is it burned? All these things that just kind of lead you on different paths deeper into, I mean, the meaning of the cinder block. That's where we start to get into things that aren't just on the face, but the deeper meaning, if you will. Gotcha. Because there's so much more deeper meaning around us than we originally see. And it can be between just about anything from person-on-person interaction to person-building interaction to the way nature affects things but being able to kind of draw meaning out of that and then apply that to what is true. Okay. So can come out with something that is artistic. So if that makes any sense. It makes some sense to me, but I'm looking for a way to turn this into a practicality cuz neither ne- saying that art is real and that art is true that doesn't help me out very much, but to, to suggest the theory that the more real the art is, the more artistic it is, or the more deeper meaning, the deeper meaning that the art goes after, the more artistic it is. That's helpful to me when looking at at art from a creator standpoint. One can come, one can look at it from a consumer standpoint just fine, I think, and you can decide for yourself if it's, if it's art or not. But if you're trying to create art, and I'm not sure if that's necessarily... Uh, <laughs> True, uh, in terms of like the real point, I think I think that the real point has a lot of, I think it, I, I think it may be true. I'm not sure, but I mean the the idea that maybe something becomes more artistic the more meaning it has, the the more it delves into the meaning of things well, that are real. There, there's deeper meaning to something than then what's on the surface. Yeah, like you watch an action film, and everything about the film is just just kind of cut and dry with the plot there there's nothing beyond it that it's trying to say or speak to it's just kind of they do the things and that's it it's probably something less artistic than say a quieter film that's delving i mean into uh, the the complicated the complex 
the complexities of, I mean, human relationship. And not yet, to say there aren't there are not artistic things in that action film because there's mm -hmm. still some points we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, and absolutely. Just saying and... that, like the best combinations that make something fully more artistic. I feel like I'm speaking a little bit out of my butt here, but <laughs> often include all four of these points. I'm trying to remember what the other two were. Well, one of them was time and effort, I think. Yes. And that makes a lot of sense. The, the, that one gonna, makes a lot of sense. Something that you, you put more time and effort into is probably going to end up being more artistic than something exactly. that you spend five minutes on. That not It's not I mean, necessarily that, a hard rule. the idea of something that's... Um, commercial versus something that's the opposite of commercial i don't have a good word for that at this moment but you kind of get the idea because commercial things are often just you know pumped out really fast and there's so many of them mm -hmm. and they're just they go out to a mass market and they're made and that's all they're made for they're made to be consumed yeah where a work of art number one it there's a lot of time just a lot of time that's put into something to be made. Now, obviously, you can just spend a lot of time on something and still make something that's pathetic. That's absolutely That's kind of what true. some of these other points are trying to help point you to say that there's more than that. But a good artistic piece, there's a lot of time. And with time, obviously, there's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I mean, writing and rewriting and rewriting and rewriting because as a writer, that's what you're going to end up doing is you have your rough draft, and then you're going to revise it a whole bunch of times Yeah. before we get the polished product. If you're making a sculpture, you're going to start out with a block. You got the material, and over time, you're going to perfect those curves and edges and lines to create something that's going to be pretty. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me, something that's always... It bugs me every time I do anything that's in the art area, whether it be entertainment or writing or anything else, is that... A book or a paper or a film is not a form of art. It is one part art, one part product. Mm -hmm. And that action film versus the uh, the character-driven film that you mentioned a minute ago, uh, the character film may be more artistic, but at the end of the day, the action film still may be the better movie. And that also has to, that also has to do with um, art as well. It's it's a really complicated question. The relationship between the product side and the artistic side is something that is worth delving into a lot, mm -hmm, I feel like. That's something that Dewey talks about as well. I would like to read Dewey's bit. I'll, I'm going to have to look up this book to get Dewey's take on it. Because it's, it's something that, you know, I think, I think myself and a lot of people who have to go into commercial work, whether that be writing or film or otherwise... To, to make buy with their art, I think it's something we all run into. And like... And I believe, as I said, really, the more commercial, in the sense that it's something that's pumped out quick with very little thought put into it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean if you're working in the commercial world, you can't create things that are still artistic yet commercial. I, They're not necessarily an antithesis. They aren't, but you want to sure. balance between them for sure. Because, art, because art you know, sometimes you get really artistic and a lot of people don't understand. And art can And sometimes itself. you get co too commercial and it's just kind of junk. So if you find a happy medium between the two, that's probably the place where you'll be able to speak to people the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Art, art has the potential, when not 
if if let to to itself to to eat itself and to become unconsumable, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's something that's, you know, you have to you have to kind of look at, and like the Marvel films right now, they're very consumable. They're very consumable, and some of them some of them are more artistic than others. I'd say that mm-hmm. I I look at a Marvel film more like a football game than than a, than an actual story. Honestly. But you also have to admit that while it may seem kind of um, trite the way that they go about stuff sometimes there's still also lots of time and lots of work that's been put into absolutely it. and maybe there's less real things and less true things but there's still an artistic element it's just the commercial element mm-hmm. is a lot stronger so what's what was the last point the last one well of the four that we're talking about today as yeah. i said just giving people starting points because you go off of those there's so many other questions that yeah have to be answered like the relationship between the viewer and the artist the artist and the art the viewer and the art it's crazy read Kant you'll get confused mm-hmm. but he, he breaks that down in fact a lot of the things that I'd say if you read this book the best thing you could do is actually try and take all the thoughts that they have and try and put them together because really a lot of the people in here end up talking about different aspects of art mm-hmm. more than what we're talking about here today but just different aspects trying to fill out this this big picture of what art is i don't know if they if you can necessarily get a conclusion from it all but it really kind of helps you get this big outline of where you can go with the topic mm-hmm. so yes the last one that we'll discuss here is the idea of art being something that is a bit more of an emotional connection than a factual one that there's there's this quality about artistic things that move us on a much deeper level that speak more deeply to probably our emotions than it has to do with um speaking to us factually like say if somebody wrote a scientific paper they're presenting fact to you about you know this is this is the way things are i've done these so many experiments and this is the conclusion that we come to versus something that is literally moving to a person i mean you watch a film and you you end up crying about it because you've been moved so emotionally by i mean what's been done on the screen mm-hmm. that that's kind of the effects of something that is artistic and it's the ability to engage i i would almost say emotional yes but almost on a spiritual level as well that's interesting again again art being something that goes beyond just what we see just that that reaction the fact that hello there is a ladder in front of me but that i mean there's something about this ladder that's something that this ladder carries the deeper meaning and therefore that coming and connecting with me on a deeper level that's that's very interesting and i take uh, once more i take a problem with uh with this aspect of of the definition of, of the of some of the principles of art because i feel like as it is with what is real and what is true this is the relationship between the person consuming the art and and the person and the, the art itself because that person that scientific paper 
um, we, we look at that as something that is not artistic, mostly because we can't consume it. Um, the average person is not going to consume a scientific paper. But a scientific, that's, if that scientific paper is about the cure for Ebola or about a new breakthrough in the Zika virus, I can, I can see someone weeping over that. It can mean something to people still and can be emotionally impactful. Um, and so then perhaps I, I, I just I, I draw poor um, object lessons here then. No, no, this is not a critique of you. I, th I think your ideas are very interesting. And these principles are really interesting in ways to look at art because I think a lot of it's right. But I think it, I think it just reveals more and more how subjective this subject is. And if I was, if I was trying to, to speak to a creator, based on what you've told me here today, I would tell them, know what you believe is true. Know what is real. Mm -hmm. Be in touch with, with those things. Be in touch with, um, be in touch with the emotions write what moves you and then work hard on it as hard as you can because these are the things that are going to bring an artistic quality to to your work that someone is going to be able to appreciate perhaps just someone like you it may not it may not be a mass group of people but if you if you really put in the time if you put in the emotions if you put in what's real and what you believe is true i think I think you will have a piece of art on your hands. I, I think that's I think that's a really great way to put it. Thank you. If you've done your job well, person, who you've done all of these things, really then the person who sees it will see what you've done. Mm -hmm. Obviously, human as humans, we have a way that we like to twist it to our perspective. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also important, a whole different topic about, you know, how do... Um, how does the viewer interact with the piece of art that's made but that you also recognize what the author is trying to do and oftentimes, you know, part of that artistic process is sometimes you see things that the artist has done that the artist didn't even realize was there that's uh, not yeah. necessarily a bad thing that's, that's a great thing if somebody read a short story of mine that I had, I had another idea about what it was going to be about and they came and pointed this out to me, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. This story is not about what I wrote about, what I imagined it to be. This story is about growing up. Oh. Totally agree with you. Yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, the director of Inside Out, who also wrote Inside Out. You've seen Inside Out, right? Yes. Yes, most of so us have fun. at this point. Inside Out's so good. Um, good film. But like, when he was pitching it to the actress who ended up playing Envy think in the end or discussed rather it was discussed mm -hmm. um she she read the script and came back and was like i'm just so amazed we we've totally needed a film that says that it's hard growing up and it's okay being sad about it and like the director was like hmm yes go write that down <laughs> <laughs> oh pete oh pete doctor is like oh pete doctor he's the best You're beautiful man <laughs> i respect you very much and really love what you do mm-hmm and he's working on something new man there's a new original Ooh. is the word on the street and i'm so Ooh. i'm so pumped well man. i will go and see that any day amen i will too i will too josh this has Just been this has been a really whack conversation i know it's it's a tough subject that's why as i said we're not going to answer it just wanted to give you guys kind of start to turn people's gears a little bit and check this out for yourself because 
If you're a writer or a musician, if you're in theater, you're in the fine arts, you know, if you're not in the fine arts, if you're a person, <laughs> art is important. <laughs> you ought to know you ought to know about it and try to get a grasp on it. That is true. I think it's one of those things that you kind of need. I think people really ought to know because here here's an interesting thought. If you've ever if you've ever looked at history and you've watched a civilization decline, you know one of the first things that happens to a civilization they stop making art. That's really depressing considering this I year's film slate. <laughs> it's been... I'm just trying to I'm just trying to emphasize kind of the gravity of, you know, what artistic people I th do. I think Grand Admiral Thrawn would agree with you on this point. I think that art is important for everyone, and to understand it gives you a tactical Thanks. advantage in the field that of battle. Such a great person to back down. <laughs> I think if you, if you go and learn what art is and what art is to other people, you can defeat them on the field of battle and crush them under your heel. That's, I think no, that's the biggest takeaway. I mean, you, may, you may end up getting a lot more out of life, because... <laughs> or you'll get more out of life. That is... <laughs> or you'll get more out of life. <laughs> Have a more enriching experience. Oh. What, one other just fine little thought to add, because there's also lots of these little thoughts... I know, right? ...about art and kind of just things to think about, but I, I heard it described once recently, you know, art is in a sense it's you know taking something in one sense art is taking something out of its normal place and moving it to another mm -hmm. if that sounds kind of weird let me try and give you an example say um the sumerians or the akkadians ancient civilizations that no longer exist we don't know a whole lot about but in archaeology they have recovered some things from those civilizations like bowls and mm. pottery and weapons and they take those to museums and we consider that to be artistic which sounds kind of strange because these are also these are in their time these were tools of of work and life which goes back to another point that i said that you know art is often about things that are that, that it's about things that are real mm -hmm. like bowls like bowls bowls are there, real. there isn't there's another you're not wrong about that, that either <laughs> there's another piece of art that got put out i forget what african country this is in but you should look it up i should because it's really cool it's uh, it's kind of a, a mixed media. Basically, what they did is they took guns and made a monument out of it to peace mm -hmm. in one of the African countries. Go look it up. It's really cool. But again, an example of something being taken out of its normal space into another. Just another little thing to add on top of you know this this mess that we've made. We'll let the people uh, chew on that. We'll let them. Yeah. We'll let them chew on that. Josh, thank you so much for coming in. 
You're welcome. Glad this, to be. This is this talk. has been really interesting, really whack, and I'll be I'll be up staring at my ceiling thinking about this, <laughs> thinking about why I believe Monty Python is artistic. I have to I have to justify it now. So I'll get back to you all on that. Challenge your perceptions of your world. That's a good idea. Or, or what's really real? What's really true? Important to know. And crush your change. enemies under your heel. So he says. <laughs> Bye, Josh. <laughs> Bye. Well, now you have a comprehensive knowledge on what art is. You're welcome. I did that for you. And Josh Noe, who is on Facebook, though he doesn't spend much time doing things there and generally is not on social media at all so i mean you can go and you can find him but like will he will he talk to you who knows there's really no telling but i appreciate having him in it's kind of a blast from the past for me to talk to this guy really cool really cool again we are going to be starting before too long our series on children's book publications so if you have some children's book authors that you want me to have on the show to talk about this subject, get in the names. Get in the names, and I'll ask them. For real. I go, and I take your suggestions, and I go ask them. If someone isn't on the show who you've requested, it's because I asked them, and they said no. Believe it or not, some people do that. I don't know why. I would think it'd be an honor to be on this show. Anyway, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, at Monkey Strudel, and on Goodreads. Uh, I bought a bunch of books the other day, including Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters and The Pirates, an adventure with the Romantics. So we'll see how those work out. Also, got a physical copy of The Hitchhiker's Guide because everyone needs one. And a book by Stephen Colbert. Because why not? I have a deep appreciation for Stephen Colbert. Not going to recommend Stephen Colbert. I know a lot of you are still Republicans on this show. But Stephen Colbert is still very... And I'm a Republican too, but I... I Humor is humor regardless of political orientation, okay? Okay. Cool. Well, now that we've had this discussion, I'm going to go consume... Let's see. I will have moved back down on college. I'm on college now. I'm back colleging. So, maybe they'll give us food this morning? Maybe I'll be able to go get food? Probably be on my own for food. I'll probably eat a breakfast bar. Or maybe some cereal. I found cereal. Raisin Bran is the best thing this universe has ever created in terms of foodstuffs, believe it or not. So I may go eat some of that. Anyway, have a fabulous day. I will catch you later. Goodbye. <laughs>